Well, over the past few years, retired Major David Toon has discovered a series of photographic images on NASA's website. He's inspected over uh, 3 million of those photographic images, and of those, he's culled out more than 50,000 that one could only guess looked a little suspicious. David's joining us today. Hi, Dave. How are, how are you? Very good, Dean. Thanks for having me. I should say welcome back, as we spoke, uh, I think, just over a year ago, and um, your topic received a lot of um, a lot of response from from our audience. Um, so, in in twelve to fourteen months since we last spoke, uh, have there been any new developments uh, since since then? Well, uh, the drip of disclosure, I think, is really uh, occurring at a faster rate. Uh, as you well know, this last year has been full of news events, and in the UFO world. Uh, it wasn't surpassed by, you know, Navy coming out and saying, hey, we've got a few videos and, oh, by the way, uh, the report we were forced to give through a uh, congressional act is now out there for us to read. So uh, a lot of interest and a lot of focus on uh, UAPs, UFOs is really coming to fruition. So, yeah, since the last time we chatted, uh, there's been... Um, a myriad of new videos out for the public to consume and to ponder. Yeah. So it's, it's been kind of an exciting time. Yeah, it is. and of course, uh, SpaceX is, is added to that excitement and everyone wants sure. to talk about space at the moment. Yeah. Um, but obviously you're, you're um, concentrating on NASA's space images. And uh, I was just fascinated when, when, I, when I learned about this that you could actually go on a NASA website and access these yourself. Sure, sure. Uh, that's the fun part. Um, I don't have a one-off story where I saw something and you guys have to just, you know, hope that I'm coherent. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of folks do have sightings, do see things that they can't explain, and they're, they're in that realm of the unknown. Unfortunately, it's hard to share that unless you have a really good video, a really clear picture, and uh, using NASA's own archives, uh, I'm using the world's best camera systems uh, aimed at the world's, excuse me, the solar system's biggest light. And so my um, photographic production company is NASA, and they're kind enough to take our tax dollars, take a few photos of the sun through multiple solar satellite systems, and then let the public look through them. So at this point, it's 24-7 access, and if you want to find a few anomalies, they're there to, to find. Yeah. So um, the, the systems that you're talking about, how many are there? Are there three or four? Uh, the ones that I use primarily are the SOHO, um, the Stereo AMB, and uh, SDO. All those acronyms all deal with solar satellite systems. Um, I don't want to bore the audience with uh, what they mean, but that's just uh, three of probably 10 or 12 uh, worldwide that other countries have and have set up uh, for their own data collection of uh, solar information. Yeah. And, and so the SOHO, SDO, and, and stereo systems um, NASA sets up a website individually, and you can access uh, either the movies for daily movies, or if you want to see each individual uh, image that is brought in, um, it's there. Uh, you simply go to the site and find the data files, 
and rummage through them like I do and uh, set up a system where you can, like I usually take a look at the movies so that I can see a lot of data quickly. And then if there's an anomaly within that data set, I usually stop the little movie or clip and find that particular frame and go look at it uh, in specific so I can you know, dive in a little deeper, zoom in and see what I'm, what I'm looking for. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting wide open public system that amateur citizen scientists like myself have access to, everybody has access to, and by the way, you paid for it. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested, you can get your money's worth by diving in and taking a look at uh, what NASA's bringing back. It's mostly boring. I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of boringness to staring at the sun uh, through these systems until you realize that there's certain images and certain uh, pictures that contain things that are really no way to explain. And uh, when I started coming across those particular items, those anomalies, um, that's what started my journey in trying to find out what these things were. Right. Um, In the time we last spoke too, um, have you met others that are doing the same thing or perhaps have taken your lead? If you come across some of the solar satellite uh, images on YouTube, others have done that. There, there's a few amateur scientists that will post something that they see um, and have the same questions. What I've done is a deep dive with such an enormous amount of data that in the statistical world of qualitative analysis, what I'm doing is gathering an enormous amount of data to put it into a file system where we can start putting things into categories. Uh, Even even the YouTubers and the folks that see stuff like I'm seeing uh, will do one off, hey, what is this? Here's a streak, here's here's an anomaly. It's still to the point of a one-off type of discovery. Mm -hmm. When you have, by the way, I'm up to 60,000. When you have 60,000 images that uh, defy artifacts, camera problems, uh, program compression, whatever it is that normally disturbs a solar satellite image, once you get all that brushed aside and you realize what you have left is something that you can't explain, no one can explain it, I put that into a file and I have enough of these now that I'm starting to develop categories of shapes um, that would take, well, it's taken me six years uh, to get to this point. So I do what I think other people have done. I've just done it in such a deep dive with such a massive amount of of data that I've written um, my master's thesis paper on one of my data sets. And um, it was just because the the enormity of my file set that I think sets me apart from others. Mm -hmm. They're seeing the same thing I am, but I can tell you what they're seeing and how many more images in my file system that would match it. Yep. And give them a little more sense of, hey, you're seeing the right things. You're just not understanding the depth of that discovery. Yeah. How was your thesis um, received? That's that's a funny story. Uh, A couple of years back, as a uh, master's student at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University, I um, started my class, my my capstone class with a... uh, a data set for just 
one particular satellite. And it was kind of nice because the professor, it was, it was aeronautics and space studies. And so the professor let us kind of choose our own data set. And uh, most, most of the folks would choose a data set that's already out there, like, you know, the airline industry, how many crashes, you know, that kind of thing. Was it day, night? You know, what happened? I went to my space data set that I've already pulled together and I said, hey, do you mind if I do a paper on unknowns in, in space injury? And uh, he, was, he was good with that. I said, all right. And so we set through a, a nine-week course because it was in the summertime. And uh, I pulled my data set together to start doing the statistical analysis breakdown and writing my paper out. And he started making us get in front of the class. There's only eight of us. We get in front of the class and uh, have to give a progress report on our particular project and uh, a research topic. And so when I first got up there, I had to tell the class one, I'm looking for space anomalies mm -hmm. and um, trying to figure out if there's intelligent life in our solar system or not. Wait. You can imagine the giggles that, that happened because he's got this, this old man in front of the class. Uh, the next oldest next to me was probably in his uh, late 20s. Wow. <laughs> so, the, uh, so the kids in there were like kind of giggling. And um, I was the uh, old man with the tinfoil hat. <laughs> and so I, I put up with it for a little while. And uh, about midway through, we had to start pulling our data together and start doing the statistical analysis of the, the thesis that we had, you know, the null hypothesis, the whole nine yards. So I had this hypothesis that this particular satellite system was watching uh, this one particular type of anomaly fly by it. And I had 365 days uh, or 384 days of, of data. And it showed that this particular object had passed by this particular satellite um, about 248 times in that a little over a year yeah. time frame. And uh, my thesis theme was, are these things coming by at a regulated time? Is, is there a pattern to this? Kind of like an airport. Mm -hmm. you, if you watch the planes take off every two minutes, there's a, yeah. a large aircraft coming off the runway. And that's by regulation. So if if you had never seen a plane before and you start seeing these things fly over you, um, you couldn't describe what you're seeing, but you saw the timing. That's kind of what I do with my paper. I'm not, right. I'm not understanding what I'm saying, but it looks like there's a timing. Yeah. So I was looking for um, a second order of magnitude of timing with my particular object that kept showing up. And uh, the professor walked in one day uh, we were all sitting in class about midway through, and he says, okay, it's time for everybody to show me your data sets. And what have you got? Well, he didn't know I'd already ran over to the astronomy side <laughs> and started, started talking to professors there. Got a little head start, had my data set, and he asked me, um, well, statistically, um, what is your p-value, which is statistically significant value uh, for your particular research project? And if you had like a point, uh, zero five or p value of you know one times or five times ten to the negative two. Make a long story short, it, it's significant. So the lower the number, the more significant you're fine. And uh, everybody in class was given their numbers, and I, uh, you know, they were like, "Well, I'm at the 
you know, 0 0.002, 0 0.005, and, you know, 10 times uh, to the negative two or three. And he called on me and I said, I'm at 10 times to the negative 27. Wow. And the whole class stopped. Hmm. <laughs> and he looked at me because you're either wrong <laughs> with your data, you've really messed up to get a number that far out, or it is near perfect uh, for what you're looking for. And so he sat next to me and made me give my thumb drive over with all my data. <laughs> he took his computer and he said, let me see that. And uh, he did a G-test, put it through uh, his, his modeling, statistical modeling uh, program. And the whole class was quiet because they thought I was just way off. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he looked up at me and he said, I got a negative 27. Wow. <laughs> and the kid next to me, uh, kind of sat back a little bit and he said, does that mean they're here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I looked at him and I said, I don't know. I think so. So yeah. the paper went well. The research paper ended in an A. Um, and even though they still said I was the old man with the tinfoil hat, they had a little more respect for my numbers yeah. after I, I proved statistically I was on. Well, there you go. So yeah, my, my data set showed there was some type of... Um, timing uh intelligent timing that was above random yeah well well above random it was yeah. extremely intelligent so it it was fun to say the least so that's how my my uh, paper went a couple years ago and that's um kind of how i ended my aeronautics of space studies ms degree was uh, pretty stoked <laughs> great dave um you mentioned uh, you mentioned the the kid asking, "Are they here?" But you say you've got over sixty thousand um, photographs that you've been able to uh, to cull from the original list of how many was it? Four million, three or four million? It's about that. Yeah, it's been so, six years of looking at data day so and night. Yeah, so you know, NASA's obviously giving us the impression there's nothing else out there, but what your data is showing, so sixty thousand into even you know three and a half million we're looking at one to two percent of suspicious activity out there i mean it's significant it, it is and even if i'm wrong on half of my uh, findings uh, it's still significant uh, because it's proof uh, even if i'm down to you know five or six it's still proof and that, it answers that, that fundamental question are we alone uh, in my studies and in my pursuit of this particular endeavor, uh, I had I passed that threshold about four years ago. I'm I'm convinced from what I'm seeing that uh, there's so much life around us that it's going to be really hard for folks to get their minds around it. And um, to try to help with that, uh, I even put together a website with some some images on it just recently. So folks can see what I'm seeing and understand the, the nature of these images and these artifacts, excuse me, non-artifacts uh, that make you stop and go, well, that's there. How come no one's talking about it? And that looks organized. And it's, it's really meant to stir some discussion uh, and give folks another frame to start having a conversation to say, well, David found these here. We're seeing them here on earth. 
we've got videos from the Navy. When you just see all the different pieces come together, it, it's really hard to walk away from without a, a positive affirmation that we're not alone. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that intrigues me is the, uh, the fascination. I mean, supposing that even half of these suspicious objects you're finding are, you know, extraterrestrial, uh, what intrigues me is a fascination for our sun. So that might tell us a little bit about them. Well, sure. Um, that's, a, that's an interesting point you make. The, there's two things to the sun, maybe three. Um, the images I'm coming across usually have one frame of the object cutting through it. Uh, the next frame is clear. Um, some of them wind, wind up in the chromosphere or the photosphere of the sun and will will stop and looks like refuel. I mean, whatever that vortex of plasma right. is doing, it's not destroying the, the, the object, it seems to be feeding off of it. Um, and if they're extraterrestrial intelligence, you know, 100, 200, 1,000 years ahead of us, 100,000 years ahead of us, uh, the sun is just energy. They, they can manage their own um, environment, and perhaps like a gas station we pull up to, right. no one's fearful of a gas station. As a matter of fact, you look for them, uh, especially yeah. when you're traveling across country. Yep. Uh, I can't imagine traveling across galaxy, you know, what the difference would be. And so some of them do tend to linger uh, near the sun. Uh, most of them are just passing by, which tells me they've got plenty of fuel and they're just using our star for navigation. Um, but it's, it's pretty interesting to see the size variety. And that's probably the most when I do presentations. Um, and actually the first question I get is what is the size of that? Um, and in one of my slides, I, I have earth next to the, the object that, uh, I say, well, I hate to tell you this, but a lot of these are earth size. Right or bigger. And that, that makes the mind hurt a little bit because that's yeah. a new paradigm for folks. Like you've got to be kidding me. Can't imagine an earth sized object cutting across the universe, happened to go through our galaxy, happened to pass by our sun and NASA caught it. Um, but that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. So speaking of NASA, I mean, what's your relationship with NASA? Is there any relationship at all? Have, 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 they, have they reached out to you about what you're doing? Um, as last time I think we spoke, I still haven't talked to anybody at NASA about this. Um, and there's a whole lot of reasons for that. Um, and one of them being, there's, there's no reason to disturb my work. I don't want to not have access to the archives like I'm getting right now. Mm -hmm. Not that they would shut me down or not allow me in, but it's, it's possible that they're not ready for that type of disclosure. And so even if it's incidental, they don't know about it. Uh, it's still, I think disclosure is going to come. Um, I think I just jumped the gun for them a little bit by using their own data set. And I don't want to have that turned off. And so that's one of the reasons I, I don't knock on their door and say, hey, I got this stuff off your website because I kind of enjoy going through their website. Yeah, yeah. 
I think another reason why maybe they've left you alone is that uh, if, if um, you know, if they're seen as um, perhaps trying to force you to just to stop doing what you're doing, it's always an admission by them that, you know, you're going to find stuff out there we don't want you to find. It, it's these days, it's really hard to double guess what's going on politically. Uh, <laughs> needless to say, I, I try to um, understand uh, the bureaucracies that I, I came from. I, I was a, I was 20 years army. Uh, so I understand the bureaucracy of the mm -hmm. Department of Defense. But there's so many, I don't know what you want to call it, um, motivations for them. Um, there's a story, then there's a cover story, then there's you know public, and then there's not public facing operations. Uh, there's light, there's dark. Um, even in the DOD, there's we kind of hail those folks that are in you know the Delta Forces and dark operations because we know they're doing good for the country, but we really don't want to talk about them even though they're there. Yeah. Same thing with each agency. Uh, I think NASA knows way more than it lets out publicly. Uh, but it may not be time to disturb that web right now. Uh, so that's why I don't knock on the door and eventually they're going to come knock on my door. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It might ask me a couple of questions, but, uh, right. you know, right. it's, it's public knowledge. Uh, I haven't done anything. I haven't cracked any, uh, or hacked into any sites. This is stuff that even my images on my website are listed by the date time group that came off the NASA file. So you can look right back into their archives and see where I got my picture from. Mm -hmm. What about um, other government agencies? Have, have you had any interest shown from, from those? Uh, again, I, I'm not on the radar screen right now so big as to, I think, um, disturb the web. And uh, eventually when this thing starts to grow, I might get a little more inquiries from different folks and groups. But we'll, we'll see. It, it may be time for disclosure and they may let me run wild with this. I, I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they're using me as a tool to say, yeah, we'll let this guy tell you all about it because we can either, you know, label him as a crackpot or say, yeah, that's kind of what we're doing is yeah. uh, we're, we're capturing some of this stuff too. Yeah. Well, maybe they're leaving you alone because you're doing such great work that, uh, <laughs> you know, eventually there'll come a day when uh, they want you to be, become part of their organization. <laughs> You never know. <laughs> have my resume ready to go. <laughs> right. Well, I, well, I hope it happens. Dave, uh, um, Amua, Amua, created a um, you know a lot of um, you know a lot of interest recently when it came through our solar system. Did, did you happen to um, find any images of it going through the, the solar system? I did not. Um, those. Those scopes are specialized, kind of like a Hubble scope. And that's not one of the archives I, I dive into. Good question. Um, the funny thing is I just added to my presentation slide a Hubble uh, photo of the Orion Nebula because mm -hmm. it's beautiful. It was done back in 2013, just a gorgeous photo. <laughs> you know me, I zoomed in on it. Yep. And started going through pixel by pixel to see if I could find something. And sure enough, there's uh, a little dot and a line cutting through it uh, way back in the red portion of that nebula picture. Um, so it's not just solar satellite systems. It's, 
it's really any CCD or CMOS sensor that's you know in space collecting data has the capability and potential of picking up something that's not a program error or a lens you know reflection or you know cosmic rays. It's it's the real thing. You just got to know what you're looking for and um, recognize it when you see it. Yeah. You know, interesting you mentioned uh, the uh, Orion system. I, I just recently interviewed a, a gentleman from Australia who has just released a book called Children of Orion, just fascinating stuff, uh, which we'll uh, be presenting to our audience. So uh, look out for that one. Um, uh, perfect. I probably Dave, saw one of the ships over there. I don't know. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Dave, do you need a degree in astrophysics or something like that to be able to understand this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, uh, you do have to do a lot of study because uh, astrophysicists are really smart people. They've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. And uh, they've seen it, been there, done that. They know what all the artifacts are that a, a, a system like a satellite um, observation post does and, and creates. There's, there's all sorts of destructive artifacts that can happen on just a single image cosmic rays, uh, high-speed particles, all sorts of bad things in space can, can affect that picture. And it does a lot anyway. Um, and then astrophysicists would look at a, at a picture like this and say, well, these are cosmic rays, this is electrons, these are muons, these are bosons. And they're really good at seeing all the, all the things that are naturally occurring that are a destructive process of that image. Uh, but once you get a handle on all that, which that's the part you have to learn. I mean, you don't have to have a, a degree to go do that. You just have to read it online, you know, go to the library, take a look at satellite systems and, and artifacts for um, optical systems. It takes a lot of reading. Um, so as long as you understand uh, that 99% of what you're gonna see in, a, in an image from a solar satellite system is normally caused by cosmic rays, asteroids, comets, all the natural things that happen either they're in front of the lens, uh, with the lens uh, uh, refraction. Uh, sometimes you have uh, a, such a high energy uh, point source of light, it smears uh, on the, on the uh, frame itself. So you look at the image and say, oh, that thing has a tail. It's, it's, cutting across and really it's just a charge transfer effect where the, the sensor couldn't handle that much data. So it, yeah. it slowly tries to recover, but creates a smear. So if you understand all that and you look at an image, it's easier with knowledge to pick out the things that don't have an explanation. Otherwise, everything doesn't have an explanation and you see UFOs everywhere. And that's not the case. They're, right. It's really rare to find them. It's a, it's a hard look, but that's where the education part comes in. You can self-educate, yeah, but uh, you don't have to have a PhD. No, I don't that, have a PhD. That was, and that was my next <laughs> question too, because I think one of the requisites here would be to have the patience of Job, uh, because it's easy, <laughs> it, it will be easy to jump to conclusions at, uh, at almost everything you see on those images. Exactly, and that's how I started. Um, I, I started this whole process going to class um, I think it was 2015, uh, it was January. And I did one of those little radar, you know, loops to see where the clouds are because I live in Florida. And so we get clouds all the time. I'm like, ah, do I need an umbrella? I don't know. 
So I uh, opened up the radar loop, the four hour radar loop had the whole state of Florida completely clear. And then within that four hour loop, within about 20 frames of, of nothing, I saw five different rings of clouds just appear over Florida. Yep. Perfect rings. Didn't make any sense. So I thought, well, that's weird. I know what microbursts are, I'm a pilot. Uh, but a macroburst, I mean, these things are 50 and 100 miles wide. And like, that's, that doesn't make sense. So I started going to the, uh, the uh, what is that, uh, spaceweather.com. Right. And I started looking for something from the sun. Maybe I see me, you know, blue and just put a lot of pressure on the earth. And we had those anomalies and there was no CME. Um, but while I was looking at the, the day's clip or a uh, little video, uh, 96 frame video that the satellite had produced, um, I was seeing lots of sparklies, you know, not only just the sun and you know, a couple of, you know, what do you want to call it? Spikes of light, uh, like CMEs, but all the way in around the environment of the of the sun, you see stars in the background moving slowly. But you have all these little sparkles. I'm like, man, that's that's just a messed up image. <laughs> I mean, yeah. every one of these images had these, you know, see yeah. or these uh, cosmic ray strikes. And then in that series, I saw um, a triangle uh, of light. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that's what are the odds that these cosmic rays just all made this perfect triangle on this one image at the right time. So I started going through some of the uh, spaceweather.com stuff. And I took it to one of the astronomy professors on campus and he kind of patted me on the head and said, you know, that's nice. That's, these are cosmic rays. And, and he started explaining each one of these things to me. And so we got down to the last two of the 10 images I had. And uh, he said, these are interesting. And that was it. Wow. I'm like, okay, so I got two out of 10. Went back, found about 100 more. Came back to him. <laughs> he explained them all the way once again. Got down to about four. Mm-hmm. That just couldn't be explained. And so I thought, well, if he can't explain it, and this is what he teaches, he's got a PhD and he's a really smart guy. Maybe I'm onto something. Yeah. And so I started doing the the analysis through deduction, you know, identify everything as known, and then you're left with an unknown if it's still there. And uh, that's what set me off on this course. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long haul. And I I searched for a year, uh, literally going through all the archives for a year until I found my first one. And it was in 1995, February 1st, my daughter's birthday. Uh, incident was like 5.45 UTC time and this object that had at least a ring of eight lights in a pear shape right by the satellite uh, was captured. And I looked at that and I said, that's not an asteroid, that's not a comet, and that's not an artifact from the camera or the programs. Wow. And I, I sat on that for two days. I didn't know who to talk to. I'm like, where do, you, where do you run with that data? Exactly. Exactly. So um, for someone watching today and they, you know, they're, they're excited about, you know, doing their own investigation. Um, I mean, c- can you give like a little crash, you know, three or four step course for them on exactly well, what, what they need to do? Well, sure. Uh, if you go to sdo.com um, or .gov, forget which one it is now, uh, just start there. It's the highest resolution satellite system they have for solar uh, observations going and on that particular web page, 
there is a uh, selection for archives or movies or whatever you want to take a look at. Now you usually go to the movie clip uh, for the daily movies and pull that down and let it run at full screen. And then uh, if I see a flash or if I see a shape, um, I usually stop the movie, move back to that particular frame, and then get out of that, go to the archives, find that frame, mm-hmm. and uh, open it up and really zoom in on whatever that little thing that caught my eye. And a lot of times it's nothing. It's, it's a cosmic ray. It's, it's, you know, whatever artifact is in there. Uh, but about 2 or 3% of the time, uh, there is something there that is unexplainable and improbable for cosmic rays to create unless they were intelligent cosmic rays. Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of how I do my two-step uh, process. I choose a, a satellite system I want to go to. And I choose the movies, watch it for the day, choose the uh, image that caught my attention, and then pull out of that, go to the archives. It's, it's literally file after file by date time group and just look up that date time group you found in that movie set, that movie frame, and then open that up in the biggest file you can find, which is 4k mm-hmm. and then start your search. Okay. Okay. Now you should, you should see it still in the same frame. So whatever caught your eye on the, on the movie, you'll see in that one frame. And then you just have to start zooming in and, and pulling the details out. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it, it sounds like a great, well, I, I was going to use the word hobby to, to have. I mean, I, I don't want to put pressure on, on marriages and partnerships out there, but does it take a lot of time? It takes a lot of time. My wife is very patient. Um, <laughs> she sits on the couch next to me and, you know, watch Andy Griffith or we watch whatever shows that uh, we enjoy. But uh, she knows I'm, I'm digging through satellite archives just about every night. Yep. And uh Keeps me off the streets, keeps me home, and uh, she puts up with it really well. Um, so this is kind of a, a passion of mine, and it's kind of like, you know, coin collection or stamp collecting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I, I just happen to be picking up ETVs off satellite systems, that's all. Right. Dave, you uh, put up a website since uh, we last spoke over a year ago, and it's, it's looking really good. It's solarsuspicions.com. It, I mean... Yes. You provide uh, a database on that website for people to take a look at? I do. Uh, for those who don't have time to sit and spend hours looking through all the uh, satellite archives, uh, I put together a collection initially uh, of about 1,200 images on my website. And if you pull into that, you can see the images. I, I set it up to where you can take a look at the images and don't have to join if you don't want to join. Uh, but if you join, you have the access to the full images. You start pulling stuff down. But at least you can still have the ability to see what I've, I'm putting out there for the public. So, yes, um, I have a sizable database to start with. Um, we're still working on it. There's a few more um, features I'm, I'm trying to get uh, put on the website. So it's going to be even better next month. But the data set is still there. And the reason why I, I set it up as a a pay site and it's only like what 1999 a year i think i set it up at it's not much but it's because i want to continue to add mm-hmm. uh, data to that set so it's going to be a living website it's going to be something for researchers to access folks who don't have time to look at you know five million different images uh, 
you can come into this, pull down what you want, and you can start categorizing for yourself. Uh, you'll start to see certain things looking alike that just shouldn't be there. Um, yep. It's kind of like I see a Chevy, I see a Ford. Well, everybody knows what, uh, or even a Tesla, should probably put that in there. Um, I can tell a Tesla from a Ford on the street. I'm not smart enough yet to be able to do that with these anomalies, but I do see characteristics that are common with some of them that uh, identify them as a group. Yep. And that's part of uh, statistical analysis where you, you have qualitative first. And then with all these particular categorized images that have these, these objects in it, they all look the same. Now we get to put that into a file and say, how many do I have? So it turns into a quantitative amount. Right. And then I can start doing the science on it for a statistical analysis. And that's kind of what I did with my paper. Yeah. And, and for those people that join uh, solarsuspicions.com, David, will you provide access to yourself to answer questions? Should they have any? They do have access to send me an email if they do have questions. Yes. I haven't. Um, I'm, I'm fearful of a wide open discussion at this point. Yeah. And, and the reason is I've got a bunch of unknowns and I know what your, your questions are going to be already. What is it? I don't know. Mm -hmm. So this is really a website built for folks who want to be on the cutting edge of exploration. I don't have the answers, but if you want to join me in taking a look at uh, what I'm finding, there's smarter people out there who could be on this website going, I think I understand what I'm seeing. I think this is what this is doing that um, is beyond my level. I just happened to find um, something that was fascinating in our own backyard. And I kind of want everybody to join in and work with me, even find their own author's websites and send in, hey, I've got this one picture I found. It's, it's amazing. You know, we'll add it to the website. Um, it's, it's not an issue at all. So yeah, I'll, I'll respond. Um, be gentle with all the questions. <laughs> yeah, this well, is so brand new. Uh, I think you'll, you'll find it enjoying. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, at some stage, Dave, uh, you know, like even a monthly newsletter from from you to people <laughs> to, uh, you know, to yeah. perhaps give them suggestions of what to look for. And well, we we do have a, a news section right now uh, on the website. Uh, I'm currently pulling one or two different current um, and or interesting articles. Uh, that I think folks in this pursuit would, would enjoy. Uh, eventually, I have things that I want to disclose on this website that is one of a kind, and I don't want to put it out there right now because it's, it's a little hard to get your mind wrapped around, but I do have, I had, I do have some images that are above and beyond what I, I can handle. And that, that's coming. I just don't know how to couch it and put it into the right perspective. So you're right. A newsletter announcing something new coming into the website uh, will be how we do that. But right now, I'm taking articles. There's so many articles and there's so many yeah. news clips, yeah. you know, people seeing stuff, and maybe turning in more clips. It, it's just it's, it's just a ton of information. So I'm trying to keep it clean. Just a few things that I think are relevant. And, and eventually, as I start filtering in the rest of my what uh, fifty nine thousand images? Yeah, uh, people are going to enjoy the site as it grows and expands, and um, it'll be fun. Okay. Last question. I asked you this last time we spoke. Uh, you 
you, you gave us a bit of a clue earlier in this interview, but uh, can you, last time I asked you, can you definitively say uh, that we're not alone? You were almost non-committal, but can you definitively say when we're not alone? <laughs> uh, my opinion after six years of research is that for me, I have come to the conclusion we are not alone and I'm pretty sure I can prove it on my website. And right. um, I've, I've got friends now believing it where before they would giggle and pat me on the head, uh, looking at this going, this, this isn't right. And I'm like, I know it's not right. It's, no. it's hard for the mind to really wrap around it, not only in the amount, but the size, the scale is, is just amazing, Dean. So some of these, you don't know how close they are to the sun because they don't interact with the sun. They're just a, a, an image of an object somewhere near the sun. Some of them are interacting with the plasma of the sun, and you know that's 93 million miles away, and you know that's the size of Jupiter. Yeah. Those kind of things are kind of clues as you're going through my site to say, you can answer your own question. No, I don't know what the distance is, unless it's interacting with the sun's chromosphere or photosphere, then even you know what the distance is. And now you can take a look at those sizes and say, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dave, uh, thanks again for joining us. Uh, I'll, I'm going to earmark um, in my diary 12 months from today and uh, <laughs> get back in touch and we'll see what, uh, what developments uh, you've come up with. Dean, it's always been fun. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Pleasure. David Toon joining us today. Take care.